Hello and welcome to another episode of Made in Lancashire. I promised I'd get um, a jingle done for that and I've not done so. Must add to the to-do list, give it a bit of pizzazz maybe. Anyhow, hello there, welcome to yet yet another episode. Um, I catch up with Shane from Ultimax Ceramics. Um, we'll go straight into listening to the, the conversation I had with Shane in a moment, but um, I was very impressed. I saw him at the Innovation Festival that we ran in October. He was part of the panel for manufacturing, um, and I remember listening to the passion that he had, so I just had to get him on. So I'm going to shut up now, and let's get on and listen to what he had to say. Yeah. So, good morning to those, or good afternoon, or good evening, I suppose it depends what time you're listening. I'm chatting today to Shane from Ultimax. Now, I came across Shane, if that's the right way of describing it, um, when he was at the LANIF, the Lancashire Innovation Festival. He formed part of the um, manufacturing panel that Pete McConey and Alan Reid got together uh, and very graciously sat there for an hour telling telling us what he's been up to and uh, various things that are going on. So thanks for letting me chat to you today then, Shane. No problem. Thank you, Jill. So for those that haven't watched or didn't turn up to the festival, what is it that Ultimax do? Ultimax Ceramics, um, we are based in Clitheroe in Lancashire and we manufacture protective coatings for all kind of different marketing sectors. And uh, My main market sector is the automotive trade, so that it obviously takes into account um, cars and motorcycles. Um, and obviously we do other coatings for uh, wood, wood surfaces, we do kitchen, bathroom surfaces, treatments, and we also do a solar panel um, kind of coating as well, which is basically a self-cleaning coating. So once these, as you know, most solar panels will um, go up and be fixed onto a roof, there's not many kind of companies out there that will kind of go and clean these. But not only that, they don't need this coating that we do, doesn't need that, it will self-clean. Therefore, the uh, the, um, the panels will then become obviously more um, efficient in their running. So, yeah, aerospace, anti-graffiti, certainly good things for uh, local councils to look into. Um, where I live in Clitheroe, there was um, a sign that got kind of um, defaced, um, very, very small. They changed the whole sign, um, which I think for the local councils is a real waste of money. You know, I could have cleaned that within five minutes, less than that an anti-graffiti coating would have stopped that. So those are the kinds of things that we do, yeah. Yes, and uh, in these times of councils and everybody else having to face austerity as we're, are we officially in recession or on a fit? I can't remember. Anyhow, in those times, you think it would be a no-brainer for councils to think, right, it's one of the things we can't afford to spend money on, but we've got to maintain. Therefore, get them coated, not yep. worry about them. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, in terms of a, a council team to go and um, clean or change one of these signs, uh, they need a team of people for obvious reasons, for health and safety. Um, 
this was only on the side of the pavement. Um, if these signs are on the, the road, as we all know, when we drive up and down, some of these signs you cannot read at all and you don't know what they are. So if they was to go and clean these kind of uh, signs, th again, they need to shut the road or they need to do like a rolling kind of cleaning system where, where there's traffic lights and then that obviously involves traffic jams. So to me, it's a bit of a no-brainer to, to apply one of these coatings and just, it's, and it's, it's a safety element as well, you know. So harking back to what you said at the very beginning when you were talking about Ultimax, you said cars. Yep. Now, I'm not very car orientated. Um, I usually, people always say to me, what car do you drive? And I usually say a blue one or a grey one because it's not important to me. Well, stereotypically woman I am in that respect in that, yes, I know what kind of car it is, but it's just not important in my life. However, when you were talking then, I mean, I used to have, oh, years ago now, a car where it had that kind of varnish on and then it peeled off. Uh, right. eventually sort of because it was getting old a bit is the idea then of your ceramic coatings on things such as cars that 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 will stop happening hopefully yeah. or i think i think what you what what's happened to your previous car there is what's called a clear coat failure um so the lacquer like you said the varnish on the top is, is delaminating from the paint that is actually attached to um yeah. Very rare nowadays with more modern paintwork that you don't really see that so much. But when you, put, you get your brand new car, the actual paintwork is actually quite soft. So on, a, on a, a mineral scale, so if we go from one to ten, ten will be obviously sapphire or diamond, something like that. The 9H coatings that we produce will more than triple the strength of your car's paintwork. Um, and then protect it from, uh, again, your clear coat, protect it from scratching. Um, protect it from bird lime. Um, obviously, we all know that bird droppings can be very acidic and they will burn through. So it basically becomes a lot easier for the, any of the end users, whether that be yourself, the owner of the car, or a car valeting company to come out and clean your car. It just makes it a lot easier and it makes the paint work a lot, lot stronger, basically. So this is something that us, us Joe Public can literally go and just buy from your website if we wanted, if we felt that we had an old car that needed something happening to yeah. it. Yeah, we do. We do a very user friendly end coating, but we also produce some really higher end coatings that are more graphene and more silica based. Those coatings are uh, only available to accredited details from myself. Mm. Uh, they will then come out to you across the UK, wherever you may be. And then they will apply these a lot stronger coatings. They are a little bit tricky to use, but they can be applied in your driveway or if you have a garage, you know, that's not a problem. Um, so ideally, in an ideal world, when you buy your brand new car, that would be the perfect time to apply one of these coatings. Um, well, like you said, with scratches as well. I mean, car parks, are, supermarket car parks are famous oh. for, for dints, scratches, whatever. I mean, I, I give up now. I just park in the middle of nowhere because... <laughs> people accuse me of scratching their cars so yeah i know what you say yeah i know um but a lot of the uh, main dealers still there they will kind of offer you uh life shine guard x and all this kind of stuff they are really really old school technology really old yeah. really aren't for today's modern paintwork and i know why they try to sell you these because they're on a commission they will obviously want you know to get you to add one of these 500 pound coatings and in our industry it's a bit of a joke of the industry really where oh i've had right. this applied and they go right okay um and then most most end users won't really know that if there is a coating applied or not but if it's 
to a professional, they will soon kind of realise um, that these coatings haven't been applied. So we get guys to go into Porsche, uh, Land Rover, wherever it may be, yeah. uh, do these actually on site. And uh, the ideal time, once that car has been through its workshop um, section, it then gets handed over to a professional detailer. These coatings are then applied uh, and then warranties are given from myself uh, and then instruction leaflets on safely how to basically wash your car correctly. Um, wow. sounds, it sounds silly, but, you know, the old days of sponges and chamois leathers have long, long gone. Um, they can, uh, you know, they will, they will mar your paintwork quite badly, you know, so. Yes, we... I, have a, I have a son who lectures me frequently on the fact that <laughs> I, must, I mustn't use my jumper to to rub some mark off the car and I mustn't do this and I mustn't do that and I'm going like yeah the car's like 20 years old it really doesn't matter now <laughs> but no uh, so there you go there's a hint for all the piston heads that are listening then they all need to go and find your website and uh, get their cars protected slightly better than they should do then so aeros avi aviation and marine industry I mean yes. We do. So that's quite a quite a um sorry, viewers can't see. I'm actually doing the old fisherman's trick here with your hands wide apart. That's quite a broad spectrum of of things that you work in, isn't it? Is, it? it is and it isn't. I know exactly where you're coming from, Jill, but when you think that um most things like we've described there, aviation and marine, mm. all have paintwork. Uh, yeah. paint generally is the same. Um Marine coatings will be slightly stronger for antifungal things and uh, things like that. So it would make common sense to apply a ceramic um, onto a boat before it gets it's launched into the water, because mm -hmm. it will, obviously it will be more hydrophobic. That means that the water will re be repelled, uh, whether that be on the hull section or above on the top section. And also the same for the aviation coatings as well. Um, we all know the planes come in there, they have such a quick turnaround. Um, they are literally unloaded, refueled, checked, and then they're off again. So they rarely get clean. And when they get clean, again, they're on such a small time frame. They're rushing these things in and out. So the coatings that we do can be obviously obviously applied at land. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and then they are flown, obviously, into the sky at the real, you know, 30,000 feet, where everything gets really super cool. And then they kind of come back down into the normal atmosphere uh, and previous companies have failed at doing this because they, they start delaminating basically because they fracture because they can't withstand the cold coming back into the heat. So if that makes sense. So it's like basically putting, you see people on the morning where it's icing, they're putting boiling hot water onto their screens. That will crack the windscreen. And it's, it's a very similar kind of, you know, explanations to what the, the aviation coatings are as well. Yeah. Okay, so that's a better understanding that both myself and listeners hopefully have got have got about it. So, what makes your coatings different then? Have you been working on a secret formula? I mean, have you been working with others? I mean, are you different in other words? Yeah, predominantly, um, most uh, ceramic coatings will be manufactured in Japan, Korea, or China. Um, now that comes with its own issues, quality control. Um, people like to buy from UK manufacturers, which I am. And also with that, um, they, they, they have the transportation problems where there was this, this story last year where the boat had got stuck in the, uh, the Suez. Um, oh, yes. A lot of their coatings was kind yeah. of there for months. Um, so 
the coatings that we produce are, are kind of air dried, so they don't need any artificial light, such as um, an, an infrared lamp to actually cure these. So these can be applied in your driveway, at your home, mm -hmm. without the assistance of any heat. So they are applied literally like a polish in, in the same sort of sense, and then they are buffed off, and then they can hit any weather condition immediately. And they are different from your generic coatings, what we've, what we've kind of said, where they have to sit in a, in a garage or a showroom for 24 hours and they can't see any, yeah. any any rain these can be applied immediately and then just put straight outside so that that is a big big plus for us yeah well, how's business going for you now really, then really well and um, the uk will always kind of uh, quieten down this time because we all know christmas is coming and in november and everybody we're not bothered about buying a car it's we need to buy uh sons and daughters christmas presents yes, but, yes. <laughs> Um, Canada's going really well, and so is America. Um, Germany and Belgium are very similar to us. They tend to quieten down a little bit. Um, yeah. But with obviously branching out and diversifying into different market sectors, it's becoming an interesting time for us. Yeah. Um, so how do people find you and get, can they find you on LinkedIn? What's your website? Yes. How do people, if they want, if they want to chat with you further, how do they go about it? They can contact me on all the social media platforms. My full name is Shane John Hargrave, uh, Ultimax, spelled U-L-T-I-M-A-X, ceramics.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook, and obviously the LinkedIn, and also on TikTok. <laughs> so, You're now on TikTok? Now, oh, I love that. How are you, how are you finding TikTok? I like I like it because there's a lot that you can do that you can't do on the other platforms. Yeah. But once you've completed that video or whatever you, whatever blog you're doing, you can then go and share these with all the other platforms, and it's really good. Oh yeah, uh, and anyone can speak. Oh, and I'm always I'm always available. Obviously, not at eleven o'clock at night, but I like to think <laughs> we can have a we can have a decent conversation. I'm I'm in from six thirty in the morning, and I'm up till probably about seven o'clock, and then sometimes I just fall asleep. <laughs> I do not blame you at all. Um, okay, so for our listeners who know about these things, this is time for the random question that I throw okay. out at people. So, you're on a desert island. <laughs> what two things, apart from food and drink, would you like to take with you that would make life bearable? Right, what a question, Jill. Uh, health. How's about that? I'm there. And I'm healthy. Um, oh, blimey. Um, what would I take? Uh, food, obviously. If food would be. No, obviously. you can't have food. That's that's already. Food and water's already there. So, what <laughs> other things you say? Um, shelter. <laughs> Something to stay out the worst or the best of the weather. I know what you mean. Yeah, shelter. I was health, health and shelter. So, there's somewhere you can keep. You know, you can keep yourself kind of safe, protected from whatever weather conditions you're in, and then um, kind of be healthy, basically. Yeah. I asked somebody that question last week, and they said a boat. <laughs> and I just went, okay. I take it then that the second thing you want is lots of lots of fuel for the boat to get you out of there because you're in the middle of nowhere. Good <laughs> it's been lovely chatting to you. Bill, I appreciate it. Not a problem. And uh, yes, as we've said, people can find you and catch up with you in various places and uh, please do catch up with Shane. Cheers Jill. Thanks for that Shane, very interesting conversation. I love chatting to people who have a passion, um, a passion about the product, a passion about the business 
and a passion about the area they live in. So, yeah. Okay, at this point, we were going to have a gent called Lee Gosling on. He were, he works for the um, Royal Academy of Engineering. They've got some uh, wonderful programs coming up. So we were going to have a chat about them. Uh, but Lee has gotten it, gone and caught COVID, so he's not available. So hurry up and get well soon, Lee. And hopefully we can chat again and uh, find out exactly what those programmes are and what it is they're offering. Um, I haven't really got any other major vital news to, to, for you, apart from to say... Um, if you're listening on Spotify, you have the ability to leave a voice question, which we can then feature. So if anything comes up or if you've got a question, perhaps we should do a Q&A session. By all means, leave it on Spotify and we can get that answered for you. If you need follow ups to anything, our website, www.innovatelancashire.co.uk, has lots of details on it, including opportunities um, a big one I keep mentioning to people, if you go on the support tab, you'll see opportunities that are listed there all the time and there are opportunities for you to apply for funding um, and to apply to be on various programmes that will support you. You don't have to be B2B, um, you don't have to be an SME, um, those are the old ERDF, the European Regional Development Fund criteria that a lot of people got used to by saying, Ah, oh, but we work with consumers. Oh, but we're a medium. Doesn't matter. Um, the opportunities featured on that tab are for everybody and anybody. Just go have a look. It takes you through to the link, which then has the eligibility tab within it. Just make sure. Um, <clears throat> you can have anything there from 10,000 upwards of half a million pounds in funding available. So, yeah, go find out. Go and have a look. Um if you think that you have a story to tell and that you're interested, get in touch. Use socials, uh, use whatever. Get in touch with us. Come find me on LinkedIn and um, we can chat and we can get you on the podcast. Um, if you have a piece of news, if you are based in Lancashire, you've done something that you feel is innovative um, doesn't necessarily have to be part of a program or anything else, but something that you think you have taken and changed and altered or introduced that is innovation in your perception. Come let us come talk to me about it, whether you don't want to be on the podcast because you think you don't like the sound of your own voice, whatever. We've always got the opportunity to do an article on the website and tell people about you. We are here to promote innovation within Lancashire. So please do come look at the website, use the website. Um, and as I say, come back and chat to us. I'm now going to shut up because I'm going on far too much and uh, join us for our next one. Um, when I'm hoping to get, um, well, I haven't got them booked yet, so I suppose I shouldn't say, but yes, watch this space. Toodles. <laughs>